0: Of course, there's nowhere I would rather be than hanging out with you all tonight on the Andrea Kay Show on this Friday Eve. Oh yeah, we got a backup, we got a fill-in tonight. <laughs> yeah, we've actually got, believe it or not, we actually have like a clever little Friday Eve uh, sound sound clip brought to you by none other than Oprah. Yeah, she says it's Friday Eve. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we can't hear you either, by the way. Yeah, the Crack AK team is... A, is <laughs> can y'all tell we're ready for Friday? You but can you, hear me
1: now, though. Yes, I All can right. hear you now. Yeah. And
0: I got to tell you, I'm in especially good mood tonight.
1: Shiny Be- buttons in here. This is great.
0: I know. I Are you having this. fun?
1: What does this one do? Oh, it turns off my mic.
0: Is it? Is it bring your um your sad, tired family member to, <laughs> yeah. to work day? bring that kid who can't get a job to work. <laughs> Night. <laughs> Who just got fired as the as yeah. the as the? Um, I think ba- fired. The, the, no, at, you what? That you couldn't fill the bags at the gro- at, at the grocery store. You were That's breaking like, eggs every time you were trying to load up the the bags for the people at the grocery store. <laughs> grocery bagger. <laughs> we actually have. A different veggie in tonight, not the one that's messing around with the buttons back there, but we actually have my good friend riley mcbride i'm just I'm just decided to call him DJ Broccoli just because he likes broccoli, and our our backup board op in there didn't want me to introduce him with the name of a veggie. so welcome back to the show Riley mcBride aka DJ Broccoli.
1: Good to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: I actually want to call you broccolini. Doesn't broccolini sound better? Broccolini a broccolini. It sounds like it should be a
1: does he get a say in any of this or Well, he
0: actually told me he likes broccoli.
1: I just want to go on the record. I did think about Brussels sprouts for a moment, but ultimately I think the sesame broccolini is probably a nice (laughs) sesame sauce just adds a lot. You know, it really rounds out the dish for people.
0: Sesame broccolini.
1: It's a glorious side dish. It compares well with chicken, maybe a nice bottle of wine.
0: Very good. Can we get serious, dudes? My dudes, we got to get serious. Um, All right, let's get serious about the left's attempt, in my opinion. Suddenly the left is serious about Joe Biden. Suddenly they're serious about a dude that's over in Hawaii telling people whose children were incinerated that he had a similar incident with a kitchen fire that almost cost him his Cadillac. Um, Here, when you know when CNN the commie news network, the Clinton news network, whatever you want to, however you want to describe them, is going in against Biden on his involvement with Hunter and the sketchy business dealings. I want to play this clip and get DJ uh, Sesame Broccolini's reaction. Um, family member in there, press a button to play clip one, please.
1: We're talking about, Dana, here at the time when he was vice president,
0: right? Whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings at the time he served as vice president. Overall, if you look here, 61% of Americans think
1: Joe Biden was involved. You can see partisanship drives this, right? Obviously, nearly all Republicans, 90%, believe that. This has been a major storyline and talking point on Fox News and elsewhere. 64% of independents believe that Biden was involved in Hunter's business dealings. 28% of Democrats. And I want to show you, of that's 61% overall there that believe uh, he had dealings. 42%, Dana, think that Joe Biden acted illegally when he was vice president in those business dealings. Uh, 38% say not involved. 18% said he acted unethically but not illegally. But that is a significant number as well.
0: Wow. I think it's pretty significant, uh, DJ Sesame Broccolini, that they're actually reporting on this. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, something clearly has changed. I'm not sure exactly what. I'm trying to figure it out, but just, to, I think this is actually pretty funny because... I want to start just by saying that he absolutely was involved. We've got audio recordings, emails, mm-hmm. text messages. Like the, He's got you know a whole long list of pseudonyms that he was using to hide his identity. So mm-hmm. you don't create four different fake email accounts just to talk to the same Ukrainian executive because you're not involved <laughs> as the big guy.
0: And <laughs> so. CCing Hunter, by the way. Yeah. Right, exactly. So look,
1: but it's funny that people are finally wising up to that fact and that reality. And I do wonder still, what's changed? Is it that... He's just not electable, and they're finally realizing, is this about driving viewership and ratings? Maybe it's just about their bottom line, and they're tired of beating the same old horse, but I do think it's interesting because it opens this whole conversation about who, then. If it's not Mm going to be Biden, is it going to be Michelle Obama? Is it going to be Pete Buttigieg? Is it going to be Kamala Harris somehow? I I could see it possibly. I don't think it would be a smart move at all, but I could see it happening, so... I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about who you think the runner-up is for Biden.
0: Right. Well, first of all, I think that they're in a position to where, uh, thanks to the Republicans who who still have no excuse for not having filed impeachment yet. I mean, James Mm -hmm. Comer came out uh, today and said that there's actual evidence that Joe Biden was the ringleader here. Well, then, what are you going to do about it? Okay. I mean, Peter Navarro was actually convicted and found guilty today of contempt of Congress because he didn't want to go along with an illegal, unconstitutional institutional a Jan 6 committee sham trial situation. And yet the Republican Party, they have all the, everything you just laid out is absolutely true. All the evidence is there. And I think when the when the Democrats are looking at that fact and looking at six, I think they're, the number that they're looking at is the 64% of independents. They're looking at that and going, you know what? It's time to push creepy Uncle Joe away. We propped him up. We thought, we—they. I don't think they ever thought that he'd be this long into his first term. Yep. I think they thought they were going to handpick Kamala put her in in VP he would come up with some excuse and they would you know move him out and then Kamala would take his place and then she's been a complete disaster
1: I thought this actually might be the first time in American history that a president says something like you know uh I want to spend more time with my family or my doctors have advised me that I can't really be here or do this anymore because I can't handle it so I'm going to respectfully bow out and let the Mm -hmm. VP step forward but that did not happen right you're right that probably was to the chagrin of a lot of people in the establishment who were thinking well this is a, a big hiccup for us because it's unexpected which is mm-hmm. just such a it's such a sick way to think about human life by mm-hmm. the way because it's like you just reduce people down to who's in power and what can mm-hmm. they do for us but that's how democrats think and right. it's very interesting you know because from an electoral strategy you're looking at 64% of independents this election is going to come down to swing districts and swing states and we've got some of those right here in California by the mm-hmm. way where and especially in southern California and Joe Biden is not particularly popular he's barely popular with most democrats mm-hmm. he's barely popular with progressives he's He's not radical enough for the Bernie types. He's not centrist enough for the people who are basically weak Republicans, and he's not really making anybody happy. That much is clear. People mm-hmm. are not satisfied with the fact that he's no. the president, and people are not proud to say, oh, this this stammering you know, baboon on TV is, is our actual leader, right. the leader of the free world. He's got his hand on the nuke codes. But I don't know who they're going to pick because I can't see any other Democrat challenger who's viable, who's electable, and who's popular with the right kinds of people in the right areas to actually flip a national election. Not, not just running right. in California where Newsom's popular, but let's see Newsom perform at the national level. I think that he would flop.
0: I agree. You know, Jesse Kelly, who I'm not particularly a big fan of, I don't mention him much on the show. He's absolutely convinced that because Mussolini watches Fox News and and studies conservatives and and conservative messaging as if Fox News is conservative, that that means that he's, you know, he's the one that's going to take the primary, take the nomination for for the Democrats and he could win it. I disagree with that. I have said from the beginning that their plan was because the Democrats are all they have is identity politics. All they have is division. There's no way that they're going to put up another old white guy and to and for the Democrats, a 60 year old white guy out of California that he's just he, he may not be old compared to Joe Biden. But for the young demographic, that's an, another old white guy. They wanted to be Kamala Harris. She has said in an interview today that she is ready to be president if she has to be and i'm sure everybody collectively ran out of the room screaming but i've said that because of identity politics because of the racial divisions that they've they've got to continue to foster that what and and with the with the enabling of the republican party dragging their feet on the impeachment what i have predicted is going to happen going into 2024 is that biden is going to be pushed out and then it's going to be a game of well the DNC, the the convention is in Chicago. Michelle Obama, she, w- I didn't want to do it, but she's going to come out and say, I'm here to save this country, child. I'm here to <laughs> save." Th- that's my prediction. And I think, I, I, but, but I also now want to play this clip for you from Van Jones getting back to CNN, because, I mean, clearly the push is on Joe to go away. Um, family member, push button clip two, please. Right now, today. Uh, I think a lot of Democrats uh, look at these numbers and say the whispers are finally showing up in this data. Uh, people are talking behind their hand. They worry about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's like that grandpa that you love, that you believe in, you owe a lot. But you you, you start to wonder, uh, you know, would, would you give this grandpa a high-stress job for six more years or would you want something else for him? Six more years. So Van Jones is talking about trying to push him out now. Where was
1: all this talk, by the way, before he ran? Mm -hmm. And I I just don't understand. It's like you had this sobering realization that he doesn't understand anything about politics, really. Or where he is. And honestly, I don't I don't know if it's so much – maybe it is age, but you go back and look at some Biden tapes, and he's been gaffing for a long time. Oh, I think yeah. he's made a lot of terrible policy decisions in his years. He's he's had some interesting insights, and he's definitely changed a lot. And you can see he's kind of a chameleon. He's trying to be whatever the progressive left wants him to be mm-hmm. until they're ready to eat him, right? right? Because that's what progressives do, because you're never radical enough right. for the next generation of young radicals that are all going to this new abolition school that's being funded by Dorsora. <laughs> so it's like you're, yeah. you're never going to be – Ten years from now, there's going to be another AOC, and then another one, and there's always going to be a new Stalin, someone who's pushing the party to the left, to the left, until it's full communism, the U.S. becomes the USSR. Yeah. That's what they want. And I don't know who's going to help them do that, but I think, realistically, maybe Michelle Obama could. I mean, she's got the name recognition, and let's be honest, Barack was certainly, I'm certainly no fan, but he was the best thing that happened to that party in a long time. Yeah. Because he fit their box he could meander with the donors he could schmooze the voters he could deceive people he was everything they needed him to be
0: with the with because well would he be that without the republican party that was so that that fell prey to the notion that you couldn't ask him anything about his marxist childhood anything about hillary clinton was the one that started started the birth certificate conversation but uh, the entire republican party except for sarah palin was too scared to ask one one dang question of him so they completely gave him a pass instead of going. You know what, dude, you're half white. So I'm going to yep. criticize the half the, the the part of you that's white and you're not going to hide behind that shield of your color. They
1: treated him with kid gloves right. and they're treating Hunter Biden with kid gloves. Yeah. And the Republicans need to learn the lesson. Stop giving us these bombshell reports, start taking action. Yeah. If this was Pelosi they would have already impeached him like we, we oh, need yeah. to be introducing these impeachment charges now Hunter Biden needs to be indicted immediately not at the end of the month not right. at the end of the year right now there's no excuse for Well,
0: it. where are the Fannie Willis's of the of the Republican world out there right uh you know I I guess if there were any out there that might be thinking of having a little bit of a courage they're looking at Ken Paxton being impeached yep. in Texas and going you know what the only effective the only somewhat courageous state attorney general that the Republican Party has and would it it get him it got him a grand jury investigation into an affair he had with a realtor and now he's being impeached unbelievable right unbelievable well you know what's kind of is it unbelievable that mayor eric adams is warning america and new york city at least about what's going to destroy that city well we're going to talk about mayor eric adams from new york when we come back andrea
1: kaye the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer
0: San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. A little pre-Friday grooving going on with that bumper music. Yeah. We grooving. We grooving me and DJ Sesame Broccolini, otherwise known as Riley McBride, in the studio with me tonight. Um, There's an old saying Riley I don't know if you've heard it although it's so cliche it's called be careful what you wish for right and all these Democrats just love them some illegal aliens so much so that they've provided a whole lot of sanctuary to the illegals as they have flooded into our country committing breaking and entering of course. Um, those that have pushed for this, including Paul Ryan, who built a big, fat, beautiful wall around his house in Minnesota, um, they never expected to have to pay the price for it. And now Eric Adams, who I actually like just because I dig a man with an accent – um, he has been hysterical, apoplectic, since uh, the state of Texas, Gregory Abbott, who I'm not a fan of, but one of the things he did smartly was put some of these illegal aliens on some buses and some flights and sent them around the country and said, you Democrats want these people here? Well, how about you bear the burden of it? And here, uh, we've, uh, Eric Adams gave a speech yesterday that was a few minutes long, but here's here's the one that's gone viral today, and I want to play this clip and get your reaction um, Uh, Family, dude, please play clip six.
1: This bill is little more than an attempt uh,
0: by Republicans. Wrong clip. I don't think so. Clip six, not clip five, honey. Unless they're misnumbered. All right. Remind me. This is worse than bring your dog. This is worse than bring your dog to work day. Gator could do better.
1: This is his right. uh, Could you introduce the clip again?
0: Yes, this is the clip of Eric Adams uh, talking about the issue that's going to destroy New York City. We're here. We're getting no support on this national crisis. And we're receiving no support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Wow. Wow, yeah. Um, this, wow. He's right about one thing. I mean, I, I I can't I can't say that he's wrong, Riley, because this issue will destroy New York City. But it's already. But how self centered of him? Because the reality is, this issue is and will will and is destroying this nation.
1: It's just such a such a sad grift to see people say, "This place is a sanctuary for all migrants, all illegals, totally unlimited. Please come in." And as soon as a few people trickle in by bus. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster. It's a catastrophe. And he's right, though. By the way, it is it is destroying New York City. It's destroying countless cities across this country. You look at this organization, Center for Immigration Studies. They do a lot of good work. Mm-hmm. They they have this colony in Texas. Yeah. Tens of thousands of people paying about $1,000 for a dirt cheap lot so they can set up shop. And they wait 7, 10 years because every immigration court in the country, including New York City, is backed up until 2035. Mm-hmm. So... Look, I I think (laughs) a few things can be true. Number one, this is just so vain. It's almost, it's, it's really laughable. I mean, when you look at this, it's like, It's the classic progression of I'm I'm all talk and it's all about communism, socialism until it's my money that I'm actually giving away. I I, I like it. I like the idea of it. They like Mm -hmm. the idea of being welcome to everybody, open to everybody. We want to be all inclusive Mm -hmm. to all the different immigrants of all different sizes and Mm -hmm. shapes and backgrounds and flavors. But when the rubber hits the road, he's a coward. Okay, right. Backs against the wall, his true colors are showing. I, I think that it 's good to call for some national resources i don 't think you 're going to get it, but he should be going harder after the dhS He right. should be going after my orcas who 's gone on, on before Congress several times and testified under oath that the border is secure that they 're right. doing everything possible to keep it secure, and that there aren 't millions of people who've come into this country over the ca- over the you know course of the past let's say two and a half years. This has really been going on for a long time. You mentioned Paul Ryan, which is really funny because. Mm-hmm. A lot of Republicans have been sleeping on this issue as well, Uh, and I don't want to poke fights with them, but guys, take a tip. Greg Abbott is doing something good here. I don't like him either, but this was a smart move politically. He changed the whole conversation by yep. handing out bus tickets.
0: That's all it took. Yeah, that's all it took. Uh, and this guy's complaining about ten thousand a month, millions, upwards of seven to eight million have come in just in the two years that Biden has been in office. Yep. You add that to the probably fifty million illegal aliens we have in this country, and he's and he's complaining about we got to feed these, we got to provide food and medical care and school into these kids and it's like absolutely and that's what's that's what's happening all across this country and the reason why he didn't say anything before and he's and he's calling abbott some kind of insane monster or whatever when the when the problem is joe biden and the democrats because he he still wants the benefit of the open border because the benefit of the open border for the democrats is that it provides a permanent would help uh, turn the United States of America into a permanent Democrat voting block because these yes. people are not going to come here and vote for opportunity they're going to come here and vote for the party that brought them here and gave them gave them handouts yes. and gave them money and that's the end game here and that's why he's not that's why he's saying you know what this problem isn't going to end I just need more money from the federal government
1: and it's so sad because since people have come in we've seen at least 15 people who are basically on the FBI watch list. Mm-hmm. I don't think a whole lot about the FBI these Todd days. Todd Benzman be from weaponized. Center of
0: Immigration Studies says it's upwards of 200. You had somebody who came in
1: and they were let out on their own recognizances in the interior of the country, and the only reason he got caught is because he booked a flight to Miami across the country with his family. When he showed up at the airport, TSA flagged him, and they still let him go. And then before mm-hmm. he was about to board the plane, they said, wait a minute, we think that we have an issue with your account or with your records yeah. or whatever. So they stepped him aside. They called DHS or their local FBI office and said, I think we finally caught the perp. That was two weeks after he had already been in the country walking around like a free man. God forbid that somebody actually used that opportunity to rape, kill, steal, lie, cheat, do whatever we've seen. You look at these hotels in New York City, you've got 10 year old kids walking around the place drunk. You've got illegal immigrants using drugs and then taking selfies and then sending those selfies back to people back home saying, Mm -hmm. look how easy it was for me to get into the country. I've got a court date in 10 years. They're not going to check on me until then. And it's on your own recognizance. So we basically don't have a border and we haven't had one for a long time. But here's the reality check that that Mayor Eric Adams is finally dealing with. This is the music he finally has to face. You can't start a welfare state and then open the border to everybody without crippling your infrastructure. Yeah. That is how it goes. You start creating government programs. You start giving people handouts. And then you basically say anybody from anywhere can come get access to all of these resources mm-hmm. on the taxpayer dime. Mm-hmm. While taxpayers sit in the streets and rot. Mm-hmm. Homeless people, drugs,
0: crime. You've got Mil- uh, Military veterans. Yeah. It's absolutely they're ridiculous. They're displacing American citizens. for, And they're seizing control over private enterprise, much like what happened in COVID. High-end luxury hotels now housing illegal Aliens in this country, and, and even if only 10% of them are drug traffickers, even if only 10% of them are MS-13 gang members, even if only 10% of, of them are rapists and child uh, you know, sex traffickers, they're being brought here into this country on Americas and, and set up into luxury hotels at taxpayers' expense.
1: And it's coming from both sides. The Canadian yeah. border is getting just as bad. You talk to the yeah. Mounties
0: up there and Canadian immigration
1: forces, and they're saying we haven't seen this kind of foot traffic ever. Maybe yeah. not in the last century, right? And
0: one of the things that Adams is pointing out is, one time we were just getting Venezuela. Now we're getting Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian speaking coming through Mexico. We're getting from Western Africa. We're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. Well, go. He needs to be calling upon the Biden administration to to go back and reinstate all the executive orders from Trump that stopped this from happening in the first place. We got to take a break. We come back. Uh, You've got a crime report to give because Eric Adams said something stupid before all this. He said he had turned around New York City and in 20 months. There was no crime going on in New York City. (laughs) And certainly not from the beloved Black Lives Matter folks. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea Kay show on AM 1170 FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't forget you can download our podcast. They're usually uploaded by about noon the next day. So if you miss any... Yeah. <laughs> if you miss any part of tonight's show, or if it was just so entertaining between me and uh, DJ Sesame Broccolini... Uh, you can download our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hey, we also have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. That's 844-814-5227. I'm curious who you think the Democrats are going to try to put up. Uh, To replace Joe Biden in 2024. So um, continuing on with our crime segment before the break, we were talking about Mayor Eric Adams in New York City complaining about the crime wave that is the breaking and entering at our southern border. Uh, But we've had a crime wave across the country. From uh, from all kinds of sorts. And, you know, he was bragging about, oh, we cleaned up this this city in the last 20 months, really with the no bail policy and just, you know, releasing, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry and Thug on the streets. It's It's been a major crime wave. And that wasn't even counting Black Lives Matter and Antifa. You're, you've got a report on how now uh, it, it pays to be a criminal. Crime actually does pay, doesn't it?
1: it does and it's it's quite interesting to see how how you know law enforcement is responding to this kind of anarchy this kind of widespread organized chaos which is absolutely seeking to Bring down the United States as we know it and completely remake it in the image of these sort of left-wing false idols that they worship. People like Karl Marx or people mm-hmm. like the Black Panther Party, like that. This is really an outgrowth of that movement. People basically pushed this country to the brink in the nineteen sixties and the nineteen seventies, mm-hmm. and there was basically including
0: Fannie Willis's daddy, right? Who I, I heard, you know, was sexually involved with Angela Davis.
1: Angela doesn't necessarily dispute it, but she's also not confirming it. So, well, I, I, who
0: would? I Thanks. mean, I. I think i saw a picture of him today <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of uh, like those going i never had anything to do with that kamala harris what are you talking about heels up harris <laughs> never touched her
1: <laughs> that and that's that's exactly it though and these people like kamala harris eric eric adams that they come into power and they have this ideological commitment against imprisoning criminals at least the kind yeah. of criminals that we think, people that will burn down your store, that will burn your car, that will mm-hmm. torch your house, the kind of deranged New York City professors that will threaten the life of a New York Post reporter yeah. with a machete yeah. at her front house yeah. because he wanted to follow up about a story where she basically threatened the lives of pro-life students in her own class. So this is really a classy city that we're looking at, and it's interesting just seeing that contrast between you know, the 80s, the 90s, people like Mayor Giuliani, who yeah. came in and really, really actually yeah, he... cleaned up the streets, yeah. and he was heavy-handed about it because criminals seek out opportunity. You Mm -hmm. have to cut them off at the knees. You have to show them there is... There are consequences for your actions. You can't just rob, cheat, steal. And by the way, this is all based on the myth that most criminals are just trying to provide for their families. They're just trying to steal bread and clothing because yeah, it's Jean so expensive. Yeah, Jean
0: you know, or was he what? he Was yeah. Was, was Jean Valjean? Jean
1: Valjean with a loaf of bread in his pants, right? Yeah. And exactly, and he was thrown in the gulag. So it, there's this myth that you hear from all of these Marxists that come out of the same Jeremiah Wright school of thought in the same place like Chicago and L.A. that criminals are just trying to... Basically, break into a corrupt, rigged system mm-hmm. that is designed to keep them down. So it's really just the cry of the right. oppressed, and it's all justified. Right. So
0: to not, so to not arrest them or prosecute them is is almost therefore it's a new form of reparations in a sense
1: and it's beyond that it's, a, it's something they want people to aspire to this is why they paint a mural of George Floyd it's not just bad enough to say that was a bad situation obviously this was he was high on fentanyl and methamphetamine and he couldn't breathe long before that happened but,
0: the but bo- oh by the way he was a creep who held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly
1: 100% absolutely yeah. but people they, they can't just say okay well that, that was unfortunate they have to go out and celebrate him they mm-hmm. have to paint murals of him in places like Ukraine or New York City or Chicago right. and the outgrowth of promoting those kinds of ideas is lawlessness. It's anarchy because you enable this vast Mm -hmm. network of people who are funded by these ideologues like Soros, which push the American progressive class around Mm -hmm. and tell them what to do. And they say, we're going to go out and we're going to start pushing business owners to the brink. We're going to cheat and steal in every way that we can and we're going to count on these Soros-backed district attorneys like Alvin Bragg who we know are basically going to turn us free. They don't believe in bail. They don't believe in real justice as we know it, as the founding fathers knew it. They just just want to see America come to a grinding halt, and they're totally okay with deploying these foot soldiers that call themselves Black Lives Matter or Antifa, fa anti-fascist, or some other moniker or term that's supposed to disguise their true motivations. These are—it's very mm-hmm. convenient to sort of paint yourself as this noble anti-racist mm-hmm. movement when really you're out there advocating for racial segregation. You're out there celebrating right. segregationists like Malcolm X, who said we need to keep the blacks and the whites apart. Mm-hmm. You're built on division. That's what you're trying to sow into the. American classrooms Mm -hmm. into the American society you're trying to rip apart the social fabric of this country Mm -hmm. at the seams and now you're getting paid to do it so there's a profit incentive on top of all of your ideological gripes, on top of all of the programming and the political indoctrination, now you're getting a big fat paycheck, $13 million from New York City alone. And we have an election coming up, and we just had a BLM protest in Ohio a few days ago, mm-hmm. and you better believe that they're organizing for 2024 oh, and yeah. they're getting ready. They're already out there celebrating these ridiculous impeachments and indictments and... Everything we've seen with the J6ers and, and the newest Proud Boy conviction. So they're, they're already, you know, doing that. But I think as the election goes along, we're going to see this more because you've basically just given away the game.
0: Yeah. But the, and let's remind everybody Tario uh, from. Proud Boys, wasn't even in D.C. for January 6th. They wanted 30-something years, and he got 22. He wasn't even there. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter and Antifa literally burned churches down, literally locked people inside of government buildings and lit, and lit them on fire, and nobody got 22 years and and then on top of it now they're getting 13 million who all is getting that 13 million this is going to about 13 different
1: hundred people that were actually arrested by police officers during what they were doing and the new york police department they they came out and they said Okay, we hear you, we hear your concerns. Uh, what we did obviously was wrong. They bent the knee immediately <laughs> and then they say, "You know what? You run the you run the town, you run the streets, so we're going to give you money and we're going to reform our tactics." The police department is officially bending the knee because they would give it. Well, rather they bent the knee it...
0: during the Black Lives Matter Summer of Love protests. They literally took a knee, right? And and bowed and and member member Congress, member Nancy Pelosi, members yep. in Congress draped yep. in some kind of African, you know, garb or whatever. Yep taking an a knee, um, yeah. Um, which, which, uh, you know, was a piggyback off of, uh, who was the football player? I gave up football because Kaepernick, right? <laughs> Kaepernick. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it it pays to be Black Lives Matter, right? In Antifa literally pays. Um, but it does. It, but if you're somebody who just literally questions the outcome of an election, uh, your face is on a playing card now from the FBI, right? They've trotted back yep. out the anti-terror deck of, of trading cards. And uh, then they're going to come to your house two and a half years later and and if you've got a Liberty Safe, Liberty Safe is going to open it up and let them yep. seize your weapons. Yep,
1: this is anarcho tyranny, and it's unbelievable that it's all happening on the taxpayer dime. Mm-hmm. We're handing out sixty-eight million taxpayer dollars every dime the government spends comes out of our pockets. So they yeah. are destroying this country while bleeding the taxpayer dry and mm-hmm. opening the border. This is all what we call an America Last agenda. This is what you're going to get. Well, from it's communist.
0: It's this is a communist agenda. Black Lives Matter didn't even hide the fact that they were a Marxist movement, yeah. right? And it's the Astounding to me. Yeah, I guess it's great news. Breitbart is reporting tonight that uh, several Republican candidates are leading Joe Biden in a head-to-head matchup. How in the world is it even close? How in the (laughs) world do we have, Riley, do we have a country to where Americans, the majority of them think, that understand that Joe Biden is corrupt and sold off the country and was involved in Hunter's business deals. They know he doesn't even know where he is. They know he's a creep that sniffs children and doesn't give a crap about children being incinerated in Hawaii. They know he's destroying our economy. And yet there's still 46% of this country that's willing to vote for him. It's unbelievable. I don't know what, what these people are looking at or what
1: movie they're watching, but the movie I'm watching is very frightening. This is a horror film, not a comedy, yeah, and it's not absolutely. a drama. It's, it's not a Hallmark, cushy film about right. a beautiful, loving grandfather. Joe Biden might just be one of the most corrupt people in the history of American politics, and it seems like he's absolutely sold out the American people in very literal ways, taking a $5 million bribe along with the Sun Hunter.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. Final segment of the first hour of tonight's Andrew K. Show. We're going to revisit a little bit of the RONA policies, so don't go away.
1: Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K.
0: Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. So as we go into the fall, you all knew it was coming. We all predicted it. The return of the RONA mandates by the U.S. government. Uh, On last night's show, we had Tony Roman on who – I don't know if you heard about him, uh, Riley McBride, a.k.a. DJ Sesame Broccolini. He owns an Italian restaurant up in Huntington Beach, and he never shut down. He never – not only did he not enforce any of the mandates, but he wouldn't let anybody in his restaurant wearing a mask – and if anybody said that they'd gotten the shot, they weren't allowed in. And his reason for that was because he was not going to be forced to participate in any way with the communistic crackdowns going on with the government. And by the way, uh, Huntington Beach today actually passed a ban as a city on any mask or shot m- mandates. And when I had him on the show last night, I I said to him, what do you think about uh, legislation that would ban any of these? And and I had him on last night before Huntington Beach did the ban today. And he said, well, it doesn't matter because we shouldn't have to have a law because man can create laws, but it's our obligation to not fulfill a law. So whether or not they come up with a ban on any mandates, it doesn't really matter because even if they have a, a mandate, it's our obligation to not fulfill it. That's what
1: I thought most people would say, though, the first time, right? This is totally unconstitutional. You can't right. just do this. You can't f- tell me either get vaccinated or you can't go to college or you can't work your job or you can't go see a sick family member. Like, I I, I can't believe that people let this happen the first right. time.
0: They let it happen in the first time. And we shouldn't have gone along with it. Um, But it is. But I see it as a good thing that Huntington Beach passed this ban today on masks. And uh, because I do think that there's so many Americans out there that don't have the courage or whatever to stand up against it or they don't have feel financially able to stand up against it. Uh, Republican Ohio Senator J.D. Vance uh, pushed to ban mask mandates. Uh, He wanted to legislate that. Um, Ed Markey pushed back against it, saying this today, uh, whatever clip number you got it, uh, my family member, Senator Markey.
1: This bill is little more than an attempt uh, by Republicans to dismantle a public health infrastructure that had to be built in order to deal with this greatest of pandemics since 1918.
0: (laughs) um okay so what jd vance wanted to do was the freedom to breathe act and it was about banning federal mask mandates in public schools for domestic air travel and on public transit Um, my question first of all before we talk about Marky's response i want you to respond uh riley on why jd vance only proposed uh banning federal mask mandates in public schools in just this limited area and why did he limit it only to masks
1: my guess is because maybe he's getting paid or maybe his donors are in his ear and they're saying, hey, wait, wait a minute. We don't like that. And maybe his donors include people who are in that in- industry, who are in the mm-hmm. pharmaceutical company. So, look, I, I think a lot of Republicans expressed a lot of doubt and criticized the the vax mandates, but didn't come out against them because they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. And that there's yeah. a lot of money to be made down the big pharma road.
0: And there's a and it's it's uh, manipulative to try to make it seem as though that he's fighting for the American people, uh, when he's really not.
1: <laughs> well, he's a politician. Because he's out it, for himself. It, exactly
0: that's what it's about. Now, Marky, uh, saying that you know that this is about we had this infrastructure set up to this pandemic and we can't. What infrastructure? There was no infrastructure (laughs) around mask mandates. No, they just they just decreed it and American people followed it. This isn't about tearing down any any infrastructure. It's about tearing down freedoms.
1: Absolutely. It is. They don't want you to have any agency. That's that's what they're telling you. They want to make their decisions for you because they legitimately believe that they are smarter than you and that they're mm-hmm. better people than the American person is and that they know more and they're, they're friends with the experts like Dr. Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci who downplayed the lab leak theory even though they thought it was true because they didn't want to create controversy for the CCP. So it's unbelievable, but it, it really does speak to the fact that Our rulers, they don't care about what we want. They don't care about the average American. They don't care about how these mandates impact you at all. What they care about is... Keeping their hands around power. They have a Mm -hmm. vice grip on it. And that means that you have to make sure that people will comply. They don't want people who are strong, resilient, capable of self-governance, critical thinkers. They want sheep. They want people that can easily herd into convenient little groups of vaccinated and the unvaccinated. If you're vaccinated, we praise you. If you're unvaccinated, we take away everything that we have. We Mm -hmm. come after you. That's what you
0: do. Yeah, same thing with a mask. And the mask was a powerful symbol because it showed who was complaining and who wasn't. And remember all the mask holes that were out there screaming at people <laughs> and trying to drag people out of grocery stores? Yeah, um, I think that we need to, I think we need to go back to some, maybe some good old fashioned shaming of those riding around in cars with their masks on uh, and relying on a mask that the CDC has already come out and said doesn't work. All right, we're out of time for for tonight. Ha- thank you for being here, DJ uh, Sesame Broccolini, a.k.a. Riley mcbride how can people hear your podcast at oan
1: they can find me by going uh, to oan on our twitter page or x as it's now called and you can go to subscribe and you'll find all of my content there's a lot of it so please go on over to x to one american news and subscribe all right thank you for being here